I want to thank the band this morning. It was great. Matter of fact, there are a lot of people that make this thing happen in here every weekend, that being worship, and we've got a whole tech team in the back. Megan, Josh, you're back. You've got a whole floor of people up here in the second floor. Jeremy, Colin, Ray, camera operators, volunteers. Let's show them some love. They do an amazing job of making all of us look good. I'm thankful for that. We've been looking at uh, Romans chapter 8, this new sermon series we've been in. It's called The Goat, The Greatest of All Time, doing a deep dive into Romans chapter 8. And it's been great. It's been, it's been challenging. It's been encouraging. It's rich. There's depth there. But you don't have Romans chapter 8 unless you have something really, really important. You don't have Romans chapter 8 unless you have Acts chapter nine. Romans chapter eight would never have been written if Acts chapter nine didn't happen. What is Acts chapter nine? It's the encounter that Paul has, then Saul, with Jesus. It's the story, the transformation of Saul to Paul. It's that encounter that Paul writes about and tells about where his life was changed forever because Jesus changes everything. Every weekend, that's our prayer. Every worship service at every campus, our prayer is simply that. And when people walk in this room, take part in this worship service, that they would encounter a risen Jesus that changes their life forever. And this past year, it's been so encouraging. I wanna share with you just really quick, we've had almost 2,800 people come into the life of our church and join this church family. Isn't that awesome? 2,800 people almost. We've had 1,529 people who've been baptized this past year. What is all that? That's life change. It's life change. It's stories of people just like you and just like me. People with hurt, with brokenness, with tragedy, with loss, fear, anxiety, loneliness, every tribe, every background, every color, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful that people walk in here to our services every week and their lives are changed forever. Every year, once a year, we, we take time. We just take time to try to, best we possibly can, grab some of these stories of life change and share them with you, the second family. And so today, as you watch this video, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to celebrate with me the tremendous stories we're about to hear and the simple fact that Jesus truly does change everything. Watch this. Well, I grew up in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My parents were Jewish immigrants from the Ukraine. Well, I was born and raised in China, in Shanghai, and I came here in 2000. As a wife um, and a mother, I have two boys, eight and 10, and now we're living in Houston. We've been together for well, I don't even know how long, 24, 24 years. years. My name is Brian Stuttert. 
I live in Kingwood, Texas. I moved out to Kingwood about five years ago. We were in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas. Well, Claire was in college, and I was, you know, working. We've been together going on, what, 13 14, years? 14. 14 years. We have four kids. Emily is 17, Mariah is 13, Roberto is 12, and a five-year-old Chloe. I'm Corey. And this is I'm Terry. I'm Keely. I'm Kenzie. Kenzie's the oldest daughter, and Keely's the youngest daughter. We are originally from Northern California. So yes, it was a bit of a shock, our first summer here in Houston. The weather was a shock and everything else was exactly what we hoped it would be. Nice folks, values aligned with what we want to have in our home. And so it's, it's been a great move for us. I'm from Nigeria. I'm an author. I've authored two books and I have the third one in the pipeline. I like to um, impact the society with the little that God has given me. In 2000, um, I moved from China to New York. It was an eye-opening experience. All of a sudden felt so much uh, freedom. I see how people live, how people talk, how people participated in everything in their lives. That is not something that I, that I see or hear uh, growing up, ever. The news media in China always painted the Western world as the devil, right? Always try to eliminate us or change us. I'm like, okay, what I was taught growing up, they're not true. My dad went to synagogue, I don't recall. My mother went very often. And as the years marched on, I would say it ended up being more of a cultural Jewish type community. So what started the process was going to medical school and meeting uh, Sharon. That was a game changer. She was a very special person, strong Christian, came from a very strong Christian family. When I left for college, I was not rooted on a walk with Jesus. We didn't go to church regularly, wasn't really something that, that we had in our family. My mother was raised Catholic. My dad was raised Presbyterian. And there was always a little static, so we didn't go. And after marriage, it was a little bit but not all the time. Growing up in high school, you know, I had some close friends that said they weren't gonna hang out with me anymore unless I tried to do some of the things that they were doing um, and, and taking uh, drugs and, and drinking alcohol. And it wasn't anything abusive at the time. It was just social and fun. But then when I went off to college, it took another turn. It was gradual at the beginning um, to where every day it was my life. Five years ago, Claire was working at the Lake of the Ozarks as a server, two to three months just to take a break from school, to figure out where she wanted to go. She was leaving an industry party. She had a car accident that um, left her with a traumatic brain injury. She was life-lighted to University of Missouri Hospital. So it was around when I was 16, I had gotten into a really bad relationship and it, took a toll on my life um, emotionally and uh, physically, and it affected the way that I treated my family. Um, they knew it wasn't good. My, my dad was a good man, and he has remained my mentor. And my mom was a, the typical um, Proverbs 31 woman, and I thought I could replicate that in my marriage. But in fact, the abuse started from the beginning. Um, physical abuse, psychological abuse, emotional 
abuse, all kinds of abuses. And where I come from, you're not allowed to speak out. They tell you, look, take it all in, be patient, pray. My wife got sick. So about a year and a half ago, she developed some symptoms. We had her worked up back in Northern Virginia, right out of DC, and uh, it was pancreatic cancer. So my daughter lives here. I knew all about MD Anderson. I'd been here for just for conferences and things like that. We just got on a plane and came here. So we're here and Sharon, it, she, she uh, ended up being with us for six more months before going with the Lord. We had six months to reflect back on our lives, to say our goodbyes, to express our love for one another, and just the gratitude we had for, for all the 48 years we were married. It was very a very special time, and I was so thankful. When I was in New York, um, I went to the Buddhist temple once a week. And then after I moved to Houston, I stopped for a very long time because I didn't know um, which temple to go. And then at the end of the year, you know, with all the election going on, the culture in the United States all of a sudden changed to something that I didn't recognize. I was devastated and I felt very hopeless. And I couldn't find the support in my, in my temple because they're also closed. We have a blended family and we just um, have guardianship as of September. Um, of our granddaughter. It's definitely not where I saw us being at this phase of our lives. What she has been through is very traumatic. Both of her parents are meth users. Just today, my daughter entered a uh, rehab facility. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, Christian rehab A Christian facility, rehab facility, which yes. Which we've been praying for for years. I had two young kids. I was in a marriage that was struggling. I had lost several jobs and death was on the doorsteps. Um, I was considering um, suicide and attempted that. Uh, I reached out for help and that's when I started the process of recovery. Almost three years into sobriety, um, I fathered another child um, with a woman who I wasn't really in a relationship with and never married and um, that became my third child. He'd lived with his mom his, his whole life. Um, his mother, four years ago, got leukemia and uh, struggled in and out of remission for cancer. But in uh, April of last year of um, 2021, she did pass away. And so in June, he came to live with me permanently. And so I, I started seeking help through Second Baptist. And what I got through that and the support I've got through that, um, I made the decision to join the church. We moved to Texas a little over two years ago to go to tears so Claire could get a little bit better help with her accident. I had a Bible. I got a Bible for my 16th birthday, and I really never had a desire to read it or anything. And I remember one night feeling this strong urge to go get it out of my closet. And I was like, never felt this before, but maybe I should do it. And I remember opening it and just bawling my eyes out. I was like, what is this? Like, I don't understand. Because those words, it's as if they like sprung up off the page and like spoke directly into what I was going through. Um, and so I just started reading it night after night and I would hide it every night. My mom would come in my room. I'd like shove it under my pillow and I'd be like, oh, I can't 
because I, I felt shame because of my sin. I was being convicted for the very first time. I just remember being one night being like, okay, I can leave it out and I think it's time, like I can show them. I had to pretend that everything was all right. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know how to get out of it. I mean, I had to just smile through and um, cover up for him. And uh, when people approached me to say, hey, why does your husband behave like this? I tell them, oh, it's nothing. He's a good man, you know. But I knew I, was, um, I wasn't doing well. So what I did was pray. I prayed a whole lot. And all I could say was, God help me. Those three words, I didn't know what to say anymore. I called my Hunters Creek um, village mayor. And we talked a little bit. And then all of a sudden he said, are you a woman of faith? I said, um, yes, I am. And he said, which church do you go to? I said, well, I used to go to a temple. And he said, you know what? You're a woman of faith. You can go anywhere. Just go and try it out. There's so many churches around us. They are open. Try it out and see which one you like, which one you find the connection. And second is the closest to me. So I drove here with my boys on a Sunday, attend a service. I don't know where and how this emotion just came to me overwhelmingly. I had tears all over when I heard the songs. Like I was trying to be a good father, I wanted to be a good husband, I wanted to continue to provide, I wanted to be taking care of myself, and um, I just felt a heavy load. And I started to have a physical sensation of, gosh, you know, I, I, I just wanna like, fall down and like, I, I, I can't do this anymore by myself. I can't do this anymore. And that was really that moment of surrender where I just said, okay, Lord, I, I hand this over to you. I'm done by myself. When we first arrived, I would say we were trying to get our bearings. And so I asked Russ if he would consider finding a church where we could check out, you know, see yeah. if, it, if we were, could find a good spot. A colleague of mine uh, who had roots here in Houston, he had invited me to come work out in the morning and, and go uh, run up and down this stairwell at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, and there were some buddies of his there that uh, were involved at Second. And so um, it was great getting to know them and went out to breakfast and, and started to ask them a little bit about their faith and their involvement with the church. And this was happening at the same time that Kim was wanting to find a church community. and. I tend to be the personality type that if I'm going to do something, I, I do it all in. Um, I am not, I think my exact words to Kim were, I'm not just going to show up to church for an hour on Sundays and have that be it. Our son's friend, father, which is a pastor at Second Baptist, kind of invited us. Mm -hmm. He would tell us, hey, if you guys are not busy, you know, we would love for you guys to come. We started off going to Sunday worship, sitting in the back in the last row to now we're going Wednesdays and Sunday Bible study and anything, any events at the church, we're there. I had been attending church with, you know, the video thing, you know, online, and it took about six months. I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna probably stay here. My daughter's here, the grandkids are here. And then I thought I'd go find a church. I discovered that Second Baptist was a pretty big church and had a lot of stuff going on. I believe God just picked me up and dropped me in America and in the second family. My first main service was the July 4th independence service. 
My friend Rick here brought me with uh, two kids, and I felt the presence of God. I just began to cry, and everywhere I looked, there was a face telling me, you're going to be okay. I was confused. I didn't know if I did the right thing by leaving Nigeria with my kids. I didn't know if um, God was pleased with me or if I had to go back, you know. I prayed for about a month. God, what do you want from me? And he said, that is your home. He didn't say your church. He said, that is your home. Claire is a big walker, so she walks miles and miles a day. And she met some people on the trail. And so they had asked if Claire had a church she'd like to go to. So Claire, you know, told them, yeah, I would love to go to your church with you. I loved it. Like, I was going there, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I can see myself doing this. And like the first time I went, like, everyone's like, Thanks for coming. Like, da, da, da. like I'm like, thank you. Like, this is awesome. Like, I yeah. just got to get my mom to come. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Yeah. It made a huge impact on me just by how I feel inside about myself and my journey through life and how I, I just have more faith that things will be better. A friend of mine had invited us to church uh, two seconds. When I went off to college, I we never committed to a church or anything. Um, but my biggest prayer was as I went out and found a church in Dallas, that they would find one as well. And prayer is so powerful. Um, and God has shown me that even when I'm away from my family, he's still working on them. And when I came back, they told me that they joined second. And I just started crying because I was like, God, they didn't know I was praying for them, but you did it, and they committed to a church, and now they go to Bible study, and Keely's involved in youth group and has brought her friends to, you know, church and just inviting people, and that's what godly community looks like, and God is just, like, bringing our family together. Like, we've never been together before in our conversations and what we talk about now and, and how He leads. It's impacted my life. One of the things that I was introduced to was uh, prayer and praise through singing. And I had never experienced that to that level. I can go to the table Bible study, or I can go to a men's Bible study and learn what we're learning now of how to read the Bible. I need all those forums. I need to be able to grow spiritually um, through not just going to church and not just reading the Bible, but being around and growing with other Christian men is what I need. After the, the songs, um, Dr. Young came on stage and I felt he was talking to me. He was talking to exactly what I wanted to hear. I, I couldn't stop crying that day during that service. That's how I knew that this is it. So I went to a Sunday school class. Then I went to one on Sunday. Then I went to one on Saturday. I guess it's not a Sunday school class. It's Bible study. So now I'm going to two, and my life has changed. And my daughter, Cammie, and her husband, Robbie, have been going to second since before we came. So we kind of thought we'd try it out because they were there. And I think Mom and I have talked about this before. We have always said we'd love to be um, at church with our family, you know, and to be able to have that where you can sit next to them on Sunday mornings and see them and be a part of that. They were like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to try this out. The very first time that I 
visited there um, and sat down next to my older grandchildren and opened the word and they could see that it was important to me. I have notes all over it and I don't know, just to, to praise God with them right there, there was just nothing like it. We had some friends invite us to our first service on Christmas Eve of 2020. It was a lovely service and the candlelight service, it was real special and, and that was really kind of the beginning of a more regular attendance, I would say. We were seeing how happy the kids were. They were dragging us. If we were like maybe gonna sleep in, the kids said, no. I have to get to Bible study. And so that was where we got involved in a Bible study group and started coming earlier. It's changed me in so many ways personally, and it's changed our family, I think, and the way that we parent. And as I started to grow spiritually, what I started to realize is, what is my worth, you know, if I'm not willing to commit to, to you know, uh, uh, my community? And part of that commitment to me is um, like this right here today is um, being willing to share my story. One of the most important things that I feel I've learned um, is how to pray. That time that I have brings me so much comfort and so much relief that I'm not doing this on my own, that um, he's got my back. We said, okay, as a family, we wanna All we wanna kids. walk down front as a family. We we kind of knew we we had been going to the the Bible study. We, we, so, but we want this to be a symbolic. We we wanna make that gesture all of us together, right? And so. And then ultimately, we all well, four of us were baptized several weeks later. You know, it's it's the gun at the beginning of the race that goes off, right? Like that was just the start of of all the wonderful things that are to come now. When Kinsey like started getting close with God, she like poured into me so much, and that helped a lot. And then actually, I went to beach retreat this summer. Oh yeah. And I got baptized and saved <laughs> on the football field over there. I was sitting there in the um, like the worship center, mm -hmm. and uh, Ed Young was like saying like if you like come up here if you want to get baptized mm -hmm. like you feel called to it. And I was like, no. My friend actually <laughs> yeah, went. And praying. so then we went outside like for everyone to get baptized. And he was like, there's still time, like if you want to come. And God was like, go. And I was like, mm. I had to like, walk in front of like all the students. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I walked down there and it was like the best thing ever. We hesitated a little bit because Robert and I got together in 2007, but we weren't married. We had a family together, but we never married. So before we wanted to get baptized, we wanted to get married in the church. So we did that. We did that March 14th last year. And then on Good Friday, we all got baptized. I was a little hesitant about being baptized in the beginning because I thought, you know, I didn't know much about the Bible yet. Am I qualified? Am I allowed to be baptized? Because I. I didn't study um, as much as everybody else. And I was told, no, you don't, that's not what it is. I hold, like, a lot of weight off my shoulders, especially, you know, knowing that I had my family with mm -hmm. me. Oh, and they, they baptize you, like, they dunk you. So that was cool. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he pushed me down and raised me back up, and I can feel a whole new person inside of me. Like, I could feel like I was actually going to do something with this. And it was so cool. <laughs> so I'm in the choir now, singing heaven down. <laughs> I know I'm in the right place with the right people. In my grief, uh, I don't know what I would have done without the church. Now, you talk about family, 
you talk about friends, something that helped quite a bit was a course that you make available here called Grief Share. I had never heard of it. How do you handle the loss of someone in your life that really meant a lot to you? And it, that, that really made a difference. God's been very, I know for me personally, very active in my life. From If I look back from when I was a little boy and didn't know about Jesus, but Jesus got me ready. What I love about Second, it changed my life. And on top of that, I really do feel Second loves kids. My boys have the wonderful time here. They learn so much about the Bible. Chloe will tell us, you know, she can't wait to go to Awana and she loves the way they sing and they do so many games. And yeah. Bethel does too, he's, he's always there. We've formed a lot of friendships that we consider family now. You know, from a Hispanic family, family's important. It's like we have a second family. Mm -hmm. We have so many people in our lives that we can just pick up the phone and call. And there's nothing like that anywhere else. The body of Christ is amazing. It's made us all closer as a couple and as a family. I mean, every day we talk about scripture or something that's happened during the day that we relate to scripture. Now with Second Baptist that I actually figured out that God loves us, you know, has a purpose for us. Every time I get into my car, I look at the cross in my car, I think about how lucky I am to be loved by Jesus. It's an amazing feeling. He's, he's our rock. Mm -hmm. He's he, how we get through life every day. Before God was in our family, it was like a disconnect. And we're just so much more connected. Mm -hmm. And there's like even like more trust, I guess I could say. Mm -hmm. And love. and love. We know what true love is now. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it in my husband. I'm seeing it in my children. When you invite Jesus into your life, you're gonna you're gonna start to model yourself after Him. You it's change. gonna yeah you cha change. You don't have to do it all yourself. You don't have to walk alone. I look at the mirror and I see a different Christine. I have changed. I am better than I was six, seven months ago, much better. He means the world to me. He means eternity to me. He means everything to me.